1: Hey, everyone. I'm Kathy Elster.
2: And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office.
1: Today, we're going to discuss what happens when you try to help a very busy employee, but that busy employee refuses to be helped. Mm-hmm. We'll start with a question from someone who was recently hired to assist a super busy marketing executive but feels completely frustrated because that person won't share any of their work. During the second part of our podcast, we'll consider what managers can do if they bring in a person to help their busiest employee and what And that employee rejects the help. I love this. This is a
2: strangely common occurrence, right? Where some employees will complain about having too much work, ask for help, and then feel threatened by the prospect of anyone else doing any part of their job. Mm -hmm. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co.
1: Logan, what's our question?
0: I was recently hired to assist a very busy person in the marketing division of our company. Although this person is lovely and says she needs the help, she never gives me any work. She keeps telling me that she is the only one who can execute on most of her projects. I am now in the position of sitting around, feeling underutilized and bored. Is this job a waste of my time? What should I do?
1: I think... That this person is controlling
0: yes, (laughs) and
1: that, you know, there may be other problems, but I think you have to win them over Mm -hmm. and that's going to, that's part of the job and that's going to take a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I, if you could get an independent piece of work that maybe sidelines what she's doing, Mm -hmm. I go to her boss and say, the only way in is for her to, I have to build trust with her Mm -hmm. and maybe get a project that she has to oversee or that, you know, she doesn't want to do something like that so that you can prove to her that you're very good at what you do. She just doesn't Ooh, know you.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. you know,
1: she's controlling.
0: Yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, what do you think? No, no, no.
2: I think I think you're on to something. I I actually wanna start with some Little diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> well, yeah, as you know, in working uh, with You Is Killing Me, we do have a whole chapter on roles. And one of the favorites is the martyr mm-hmm. role. And that's the person who takes on way too much work and suffers and tells you or shows you that they're suffering, but they're really terrified for anyone else to do their job, Mm -hmm. right? Because they really feel it's sort of a zero-sum game. Either I'm everything or I'm nothing. Right. And I think these kind of situations, you're either bumping up against a martyr or what we also would call a hero, which the hero also just needs to constantly save the day, and they don't really know how to be supported yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you, Kathy. I think that part of this journey would be teaching this individual just what it looks like to be supported even and I would look for really mundane things like mm. I don't know travel receipts or you know if you <laughs> got buy a, them
1: coffee in the morning yeah or or if yeah. you got
2: some project if you got some papers some or papers not, let's say files in your even in your on your computer that you want someone to go through you never have the time to go through and I'd be willing to go through them or do you have old mm. email junk emails which, that you've always thought I need to check but I could just check them for you and tell you if I see anything in them that kind of
0: of right
2: right mundane thing because that will be less dangerous to them and the fear for this kind of person is that you you know that the client likes you better than they like mm, them
0: or right. that you yeah.
2: prove that you're as important and as valuable as they are right so i think you have to start out in modest ways i like also that idea of a side project mm-hmm. because again that's not a threat to the individual. Um, mm-hmm. But it's that it's like finding very small ways to be of assistance, yeah, where you get to demonstrate your value and and where they get to experience some level of relief,
1: yeah. And you also have to weigh it all the time. Like if they just still won't give it up, mm-hmm. then it might be a waste of your time and you're going to have to figure that out. Like I give this right. three months, I give the six months. You you have to give it a timeline. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you see that it's beginning to work, you can extend your timeline. But right. this is a personal choice because this person's never going to going to give you half their job. Right. That's right. probably never going to happen. They're always going to behave um, in a controlling kind of manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, at, you know, I... I hope that maybe this person really likes you and trusts you and doesn't see you as a threat and the job turns out great, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you're going to have to pay your dues. That's really the message here is, you know, you have to prove it to this person before they're going to give you anything. And then they can still micromanage you. They may still leave you (laughs) everything you do and, you know, uh, go over it and it may not be worth it. So you're going to have to figure that piece out.
2: Yeah. So we're saying that proving it is proving that you're not a threat that you can give them, you can support them without threatening their value, and that they can trust you to do something. Yeah,
1: you're not going to steal the job away from them. You're going to keep, you know, their luster mm-hmm. is going to still shine. You're mm-hmm. just there to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have to weigh that and see how far you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wish you the best.
2: <laughs> we do, and we feel your pain.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's look at it from the manager's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, what if you're a manager who brings a person in to help your busiest employee and that employee rejects the help?
2: So Uh, what if you're a manager,
1: like what, what is it that you do? You see this happening, maybe it's happened before, you know, this person to be this way, you know, what are you going to do? Are you just going to allow them to get away with it? Or do you want to confront it?
2: I'd first go to a kickboxing class (laughs) because this is so frustrating, right? It's not just bringing help. It's getting the resources, getting the approval, Mm. finding the person, bringing them in. And so I think part, at least for me, if I were the manager in this picture, part of it is managing your anger and frustration that I've done this thing and you're not taking advantage of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you have to really pay attention here and be more proactive and maybe give part of the job to this other person. Don't even give it to the busy Mm -hmm. person, but just reassign the work and let this person know, you know, look, you are complaining a lot. You're burning out and I can't allow that to happen. So they're going to take on this project. I mean, the more you support this, the better... It's going to be. I mean, I doubt they're going to quit. Right. They they may sabotage it, but I don't think they're going to leave. But I think
2: that's such a good point, Kathy. And even for the previous situation with the employee that very often people who say they want help don't actually know what it would look like. They don't know how to receive it. And so if you're the manager and you just say to this individual, I'm bringing this person on, they're going to do X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. so you can be freed up to do A, B, and C, then you're providing clarity and also instructions for someone who's probably not very good at really being supported. Yeah, right. I think
1: you have to attend every meeting mm-hmm. and make sure that the work is being passed on. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're going to have to be more proactive until this thing takes off. Yeah. That's what a good manager
0: would do, I believe.
1: Are you going to say something, Logan?
0: I was just thinking about how you, they could also talk about delegation Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. this is a you know maybe frame it in a way of um, let me try to teach you this new skill. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that you may be lacking. Right,
1: which yeah. is delegating.
0: Right, clearly when they're, <laughs> if they're doing all the work.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do it all yourself. There's somebody right. here who wants to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I th- that's a really good idea. Is to frame it as you're going to be learning delegation now, which is mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing. It's mm-hmm. more difficult for women, and uh, yeah. That's, but it's also part of becoming an executive,
2: right yeah. is learning to right. not spend your time on the things that aren't worth your pay grade right mm-hmm. and to let other people's other people do those things for you
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so this happens pretty common and mm-hmm. it's pretty common in the workplace so I think a manager their support right now is really critical. Mm-hmm. so if you are a manager and you're seeing this, you've got to take control of it. you can't let it just
0: you no no blind eye.
1: Yeah, you can't hide your head in the sand and go, "Oh, I didn't see it." You, yeah. know, you really <laughs> have to get proactive. Don't be afraid of this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank
0: you. So,
1: that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at @askk2. Also, follow us on Instagram at
0: mycrazyoffice. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228 28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word My Crazy Office at 228 28. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories
2: to infomycrazyoffice.co.
0: My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K Squared Studios. Stay crazy.